right i'll just i'll just start it and i can edit the front bit because it's just so hard to just be like right let's go yes and i very off. much agree so we ready yes <laughs> <laughs> i believe so <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing this week? What has been happening? Today I have a super special guest in the podcast, in the studio right now, actually. And his name is the one and only Jacob Portman. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, Jacob's been on the podcast, I think, uh, two times now. I think this is the third time. This is my third time, yeah. Oh my God. That's just so crazy because, I mean, you're on the first time when you finished your Ironman and that was over two years ago when was the finish date for that I was looking actually at Instagram stories the other day and we saw when you finished it and all the stories with that which was so funny but I can't remember when that was what what was it in the summer um uh like August 2021 yes yeah, so that's a rough guess I can't even remember I actually can't I think remember that, I think that's right yeah two so years that ago is over two years ago You've done your Ironman. And Jacob came on the podcast for that, which actually was such a great episode. Thinking back, that was, like, such a great episode. It was a really cool thing to have on the podcast and to chat about because, obviously, having someone in your life that's done an Ironman is so rare and it was so cool to talk about, especially the theme of the podcast is so, obviously, health and fitness related. So that was so cool. And I remember, like, getting so many views. I can't remember. Obviously, views, it's definitely not that. It's listeners. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all the ones that I look at, I'm like, all right, that's views, but it's definitely not views. But I remember people really liking that one. And um, so we've come, we've gotten back for another episode, and you're also in another one with Darren as well, which was fun. It was called Marrying the Gingers. That was hilarious. That was honestly, that was some uh, what, what's the word? I don't know what I'm looking for, but it was so funny having that that name. Yeah, I feel like we have to do a part two just because of that name. So basically, Jacob and Darren are both ginger, so they both have red hair, so it's absolutely hilarious doing that. Anyway, um, so go and listen to those episodes if you've not listened to them, but it doesn't matter, it's totally not related to those episodes, but I've got to make use of Jacob, who's done so many different ultra-endurance events and also has massively trained for loads of different things throughout your life and you've done loads of different sports, and we do a lot now as well, but... It's really cool to think back to like all the different things that you do and taking experience from your different events and your different sports and all of that and, and talking about that too because I think it's really important to draw on experiences as well as science because obviously they're both massively important and obviously I know that you're not talking rubbish because <laughs> I'm here. Imagine if you're just in the podcast on your own just trying to win. We should do that. It's like those videos um, of TikToks and stuff when they're like their boyfriends do their like voiceover. I That's don't even so know if funny. I've seen one of them. You've not seen one of those? No, I'm not so sure So there's I have. like, I don't know, there'll be a girl or whoever, whatevs, whatevs, <laughs> doing their makeup and their boyfriend will be doing like a voiceover being like, they're putting this stuff on. Their <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. It's just Like so that funny. thing when they do the, the arms. Yeah, that's like funny. When the girl's in front of the guy and he does yeah, the yeah. arms for her, or for their makeup or something. That's funny as well. Yeah. But yeah, so we should give Jacob the reins and just get him to do an episode that would be so funny I actually think that would be hilarious it'd yeah, be funny for I think, me I think we should do that yeah. maybe people would like that let us know if yeah. you want Jacob to take over and just leave me in the lurch everyone can uh, skip that episode <laughs> for the week I bet you'd get like a thousand listeners or something <laughs> and then I'd just have to retire and give it to you yeah <laughs> the rite of passage we'll just change it let's talk health with Jacob yeah exactly <laughs> he's messing about with his shoe honestly 
this room is crazy. I've, every time I have a guest on this podcast, I have to brief them so dramatically about the fact that you cannot do anything. <laughs> and they always mess about. I remember having a couple of people on before and they would be talking and they'd be like animated and they'd like hit the table and I was like, no, please. Because it's so loud. Yeah, this you is don't my first time it. in here listening to like you through the microphone. Yeah, and you so get it. So it does pick up like absolutely everything. Right, and you always have to brief people and they never do it. And then it all, always massively impacts the guest episodes because they don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you have your own boyfriend in the room, it's okay because you can go mental at them. Um, I literally saw him lifting the shoe. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you better calm down right now. <laughs> anyway, so I've got a couple different topics to talk about today all kind of about like training and and health the past couple weeks have been quite heavy on the fitness side of things but from my instagram poll that seemed to be what people wanted to listen to so uh yeah that's what we're going to run with today i said that last week as well what a funny pun (laughs) we're gonna run with all right yeah i said that was like lol didn't mean that but also (laughs) took me a minute to actually realize what you're saying there yeah happy accident but yeah, and also I've done loads of uh, relationship podcasts as well recently, and it's super nice because I just talk about Jacob all the time. And it's nice to get updates with Jacob every once in a while on the podcast from the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> You've never said that ever before in your life about me, so that's a new one. That's not true. I'm a, I'm a hype man. Yeah, that's, that is true. You're a hype, hype woman. Hype woman. Yeah. Anyway, so... Since I've already mentioned the Ironman, I think it'd be quite cool to start with that about what what do you think about Ironmans now and what do you think you've learned now or pr- different perspectives now based upon the Ironman that you did two years ago? I mean, first of all, you might want to tell people what an Ironman is if they don't know what that is and then also maybe just the extremity of... The extremity? Is that a word? I don't even know. Just the extremeness of an Ironman in general and kind of how you did it and all that because it was quite a well I mean this that was two years ago we did that episode so there's probably a lot of people that haven't even heard that one so go for it the floor is yours um right okay so an Ironman you get a half distance Ironman and a full distance Ironman um the half distance is what I did uh so that's a 70.3 and they're, they're, they're just basically like extreme triathlons, I suppose. Can I just interject as well? The half Ironman, when you say it like that, that it's half distance, it's like, it sounds really bad, but it's actually like they're both two very real events and like one of them is not necessarily like a smaller feat. They're both like massive, but obviously the full Ironman is just like on, on the next level. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, the half Ironman is like is still a lot but it's nothing compared to the full Ironman but it's still in itself like quite a big challenge to undertake um, and I have to put a disclaimer in there because I didn't actually do like an event which I think was probably clear from the um, like from that podcast we did um, that like I did it on my own like I set my own distance out like I used my watch um, for the distances and I used like Google Maps to set like kind of the course um out so like and then obviously I wasn't on like a closed course like those cars there was like you know everything but I had like I had like a kind of like I don't know safety team sort of <laughs> thing in the water and then I had people like Mary um and 
like my friends as well they kind of like helped out throughout it so it was like kind of like giving me nutrition and like water and all that throughout the whole thing um and then like my transitions were like at the car in like car parks and stuff so it wasn't like very official um but, but I, I still covered the distance yeah I still covered the distance in it um but yeah so that's basically yeah totally went on sidetrack there but yeah that's what like an Ironman is just an extreme triathlon yeah and a triathlon is swimming bike and run and yes. it basically just say how many hours because I think the distances is just not useful because no one understands the difference I mean it's a half marathon at the end everyone will get that but yeah so it's like yeah I mean like it has, yeah you swim for like a considerable amount of time like I'd say like the swim isn't like like if you swim like regularly you could do it like mm. you could do the swim like comfortably I don't and if you probably there would obviously I feel like people would probably be able to like just go into the pool and like learn how to swim like like with a better technique I suppose and then just do it um because it's like what 1800 meters one yeah 1900 meters something like that so is that it yeah that's it's so it's for the half one it is so it's not it's not an awful lot um but like yeah like but again I'm not a good swimmer so it felt like a lot to me I have a theory about triathlons literally all triathletes I think just hate swimming and all the swimming so the swim on the half Ironman and the swim on the full Ironman is so much less in comparison to the bike and the run on both yeah like a half marathon and 1800 meters in a pool are two very very different things they're so different yeah, yeah, the they do, yeah, they are. Like, like, I mean, the bike's the hardest. The, the bike, I would say, is probably the hardest bit because I feel like cycling is, like, for, like, I don't know. I just, for me anyway, I can't talk about for other people. I keep saying, like, I keep going that. Worse. But, like, yeah, for you, the run would seem worse. For me, the cycling seemed worse. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, you just, I, I don't think I, I, I like, I didn't realise at all what it would feel like to be on a bike for, like, four and a half hours. Mm. And it just, like, it's not even, like, you get tired. It's just, like, the pain of being in that kind of, like, position, cramped yeah. position. Like, hitting the road as well. Like, like little bumps in the road for, like, four and a half hours is, like, just a lot of pain. To be fair, as well, is that your Ironman was technically harder than an event because in the event, you get, you know, road closures. Like, there's it's all a set-out course and everything's been thought about for you. And all you have to do is pay the money. But the point, like, the point with your Ironman was that you had none of that. So you were cycling on the road with traffic and all of that, which made it so much worse and way more stressful. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, probably more stressful, but then also had the, stop like, I had the luxury of being able to stop and start, though. Clean like, more. I feel like in an Ironman, like, an actual race, you're not able to really, like, you couldn't, like, because, like, there was a point where I sat, like, probably like three quarters into the cycle and I literally sat in the car and like ate sweet potato because (laughs) like I was just so done in and like yeah contemplated life for a little bit like (laughs) you couldn't do that in an actual race so like yeah the traffic was a nightmare like everything about that like about not having a closed road is a nightmare but like you didn't have the luxury of being able to just be like right I need to take a like 10 minute break because, like, mm-hmm. uh, you you could. You could, like, sit on the side of the road, but, like, yeah. you couldn't have someone pull up in a car, no. sit in a warm car, and eat something. So there's, like, there's definitely, I would say there's definitely, like, um, advantages and disadvantages to both. 
so. um, doing it like I did and then doing it like thing. But again, like mine's not even like official. I, I, you can't. I mean, you can't. I, I would say like I would. I've done the Ironman distance. Yeah, I haven't done the Ironman like an Ironman. Yeah. If that makes sense. Technically, because the event has patented the word Ironman, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But they have, yeah. So you can't say that, that you've done an Ironman without actually having done an event. They're so smart, aren't but they? But you can do, you can so do the smart. distance. So you can just like, do the distance and not, like, technically have be called an Ironman. Oh, my God. There's, You know what I want to say? What about Iron Women? What's that? Where is that? Mm-hmm. What is that about? Uh, there is a weird thing about that. Because again, it's a very like mixed gender. Thousands of women do yeah, mixed gendered event. So, so what's that um, about? I think the t- whole Iron Man thing again. That's another debate. We should do I a podcast like about sexism because Jacob has got the best male view on sexism ever. Anyway, that's a sidetrack, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> but we should do a podcast about that because Jacob could change viewpoints, lives on that. Anyway, so what do you think? You've learned from the Iron Man slash two years on perspective. That was just a mental interlude. Sorry about that. But anyway. <laughs> so what do I think I've learned from it? Yeah, what like if you think two years on, what would you say to yourself in the two year ago podcast that you were talking about? Like what's changed since that time from doing the Iron Man? Um I feel like when I did it, it felt a lot more like I'd done an Ironman, mm. and now it doesn't feel like I've done Aww. an Ironman as much. Do you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah. faded out. Like I had all that hype around it, and I was like, "Oh, like I'm gonna do this." I'm gonna, and then I did it, and it was like such a like crazy thing to have done that distance. Mm. But now it just kind of feels like I haven't done one, like because oh, it was shit. so long ago yeah. and like all that. So it's probably just if I've learned anything, it's like probably just do the event yeah you did it for charity and you did it in a way that you didn't have to spend 600 pound or whatever on a ticket yeah yeah also another big thing actually now i'm just thinking about that is um like what i've learned is like if anything i've learned more about how hard the event actually is Mm. because i did it with headphones in at some point Mm. and that definitely helped me but you're not allowed headphones in the actual event you're not allowed so you can't have any music at all so that's like again like that was another reason why mine was easier than an actual iron man because how much does it really make a difference though i don't know how much of a difference it makes placebo maybe um I would say it definitely helps. It's like, interesting that you think that. Music in. I mean, I definitely think there's a huge jump between a half and a full. There's definitely a big jump. Between oh that. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, it's just a crazy event either way. Uh, but you think? Do you think your training has changed in a way after the Ironman, or do you like? I know you don't really cycle anymore. But no, that's <laughs> you for still sure. run and swim. Like, what? What does your training look like now? In has it changed your training now? Has it changed the way you approach, you know, fitness goals, that type of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it... Well, I mean, when I was concentrated on it, I had a lot of biking involved in my, like, weekly training. Mm. Um, and, like, yeah, I was doing a lot more swimming than I do now. And I was also running a lot more. Um, but then, like, I hardly went to the gym, I suppose, because mm. I was just constantly doing it. And I, like, dropped a so lot much of weight, weight yeah. and, like, all what, of that. What was the difference between weight? Um, was it 10 kilograms or something? Yeah, it was, like, 8 kilograms more than, or something more than that lighter. 
than oh, I was it's at a that bit point. Different. It's a big and difference. I wasn't really that heavy at that point when I started it. No. So to drop like eight kilograms yeah. off that was like yeah. ridiculous. Um, it's quite hard to avoid it when you're six foot one and training that much. It's yeah. Pretty I, difficult. I, I mean, I just wasn't eating enough. No. Again, another so lesson I've learned is like how important it is to, because like you can train and train and train for something like that, I mm. think. But like eventually you're just going to like hit a, like wall and like it's better to actually train less um and like eat properly sleep properly all of that than it is to train what you feel like you should be training and sacrificing like eating and sleeping and stuff Mm -hmm. um so if anything like i've learned if i'm going to do the actual event which i might at some point in my life i probably well i would hope to say i would probably do it because it's just like annoying me that i've not done one now Mm -hmm. um that i would like give myself a quite a bit of time so I could do it like healthily and if that's, that's even a way yeah, you no, can even totally. do it like that but I mean that's what we were t- kind of thinking about is that possibly doing an Ironman together at some point and that's what I was talking about last week but we do not know if we're doing that slash when because we both have tendencies to do mental things when we're mega busy so <laughs> trying to train yeah. that out uh, if you don't know as well, Jacob, you will know. If you listen to podcasts, you will know. But if you are just listening or tuned in for this episode, Jacob does a master's in psychology and you just started that, uh, which yep. has been super fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure fun's the word. Super but fun. Yeah. <laughs> super fun and stressful. Yeah. Um, but it's a conversion master's, so it's kind of like cramming a full undergraduate degree into a master's degree. And we're going to ask him some brain facts in a oh, bit. <laughs> but we're not moved on from the training yet. But I think, right, let's backtrack for a second. So what? I've got another question. What would you say to someone that is training for um, a fitness goal? And it doesn't matter if it's like anywhere close to an Ironman or whatever. It's just what would you say to someone who's challenging themselves and doing a fitness goal? Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, well, firstly, um, any any of my advice is very, very not backed with any qualifications. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't actually listen to me. Experience um, qualification. But, like, um, if... Yeah, I mean, my advice with any kind of goal, I think, would be to give yourself enough time so that's limiting your pressure that you're putting on yourself as well so give yourself enough time to actually achieve the goal realistically and um achieve it feeling as healthy as you possibly can because i know that like feeling healthy is different for everyone so like you know and not healthy as in like all like pinnacle of health i just mean like good you know like not like i just feel it's like kind of like you can go about your day to day and your training's not impacting like mm. that too much because if you're just like in work or in class or whatever and you're just like knackered and you feel like you can't cook a meal at the end of the day or something like that like that's not good mm. I, I would say yeah. so yeah i think that's my key advice is like yeah giving yourself enough time so you can fit everything else in your life around your training um and yeah I think that's probably my key advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like if you if you're training for something like an Ironman or a marathon or something, and you have like 
a bit of money that you could, I suppose, put towards like getting like not a coach, but getting some like advice. Mm. If it's even if it's just like getting a training plan like for the gym, like a twelve week training plan that costs like ten pounds or something. You know, something like that. You can, um, you know, where to go for that. Oh yeah, get the, <laughs> get the, <laughs> get me the going. plugs in. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just stuff like that, I think just helps because again, it just takes a little bit of pressure off yourself. Because like, I'm a big believer again, like circling back to what I've learned is you cannot do that sort of length of event without having done strength training and like the more cardio side of it all because it just doesn't work and you're just going to like hurt yourself eventually like injuries will just come up at some point if you're not kind of like putting resistance on your muscles and bones Mm. I suppose so yeah but anyway going back I feel like I keep like circling back to each topic you're bringing to me I'm just going to rampage and hope that it sounds good yeah so yeah again just making sure that it's like work life training balance and then also, if you can, get some sort of, like, training supplement to, like, a coach or a plan, if it's just for the gym or if it's... Even if it's just a swim plan. And again, like, all of that's, like, free online. And mm. I'm talking about, like, Ironman stuff, marathon stuff. Like, even if your goal's, like, a 5K, yeah. like, the NHS does a plan for free. Yeah. Like, couch the 5K. Like, plans all of that. So, again, you don't even need to spend money, but... Mm. If you have the money, it's probably quite a good idea to do that. So that would be, I would say, my advice, which I'm not sure is very good, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there you go. (laughs) I mean, I think that as well, there's been, there's a lot of different people that do like extreme, extreme different triathlons and ultra running and stuff like that. And you see a lot of it on YouTube and stuff. I wonder what you think about that because there's this thing called a, a double brittle. There's also like 100k runs and stuff that takes like multiple days. You don't get a break. What do you think about that? Is there a limit? Like, do you think people that do these types of things, even Ironman is me- mega extreme. What do you think is driven by that? I mean, you know, Jacob has also done an ultra marathon, which was 30k, no, 50k. Uh, 50k, yeah. Yeah, 50k. So that's how many miles? It was 30 miles. 30 roughly. miles. Roughly, 31, uh, no, yeah, it was like 30.5 miles Yeah, or and these are separate like events. And you, so you did that, you did that before we were together, so that was over three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that one was, uh, what was I going to say about it? Basically, so yeah, if you think about a marathon, it's 26.2 miles, and then an ultramarathon is anything more than that, and you did another four and a bit miles or something yeah yeah and that was done in five hours which is mental no, like five and a half five and a half I anyway, don't know something, yeah mental like what a mental thing that is i mean to most people a good time for a, a marathon is like four and a half hours yeah four four and a half hours probably yeah for a, marathon. For a good time and you did that an ultra marathon in five and it's like that's that's insane and then you went on to do the half Ironman after that but then obviously that's like as far as the ultra endurance that exists that is like so not nowhere near like it's mental there's these people that do double Ironman so they do a full Ironman times two in the same day like that that seems like another level to me and in a way that's like mental 
in a way that's like you should just people shouldn't do that but I want to know your thoughts on that because I've never done anything remotely close to an ultra endurance event and you've done two yeah um I like I I personally wouldn't do that because I think like that would just be pushing myself way too far mm. um I feel like the double brutal anyway for sure I think is a and is an event that like I think there's only so much you can train to be honest mm. like I think there's only so Spite much you can flight. train for that because I I think like yeah like you get to a point like I think a full ironman is like pushing it pushing it as well <laughs> <clears throat> so to then put another one on top of that yeah is something that I don't think your body like I don't think you can break your body down enough for it to recover to then build up fitness for that yeah like I think that is I think the only way you can do the double brutal is like if you have continuously done Ironmans over like a 10 to 15 year span mm. like doing an Ironman every like three years and training for it kind of consistently um, and doing that like over the yeah space of, like 10 15 years and then being like oh well I mean I've done like five or six whatever the math says five or six of them by now I feel like probably I could do double one like do two in the same day kind no. of or not in the same day but it is literally you don't even sleep like it's over like 48 hours no. and like I'm just not a believer in like um compromising like sleep again like yeah. I mean it's just I know that like I mean I know that one night sleep missing one night sleep will not really do anything for your health I know that like it like it won't te- it will make you feel rubbish like it's but also not optimal. it's not very good for you, you should to be miss minimum seven hours a night yeah and there is a reason why you are supposed to be sleeping seven hours a night and it, and there is a reason why like you don't just like sleep six seven hours six nights in a row and then you're like for the for the seventh night every week you're like i just won't sleep you know what i mean like it's like it's, there is a it's not like you can just go a night sleep and function properly after so like that is something that is just it's oh, like brush, brushing your teeth like you need to do it you know what i mean or your teeth are gonna rot so you're like you know oh, it's like yeah so it's um I would just say any nights tonight yeah. i'm just not gonna sleep yeah. Yeah. exactly um oh. so I think, yeah, probably not the best idea for your health to be doing that sort of, like, kind of extreme amount of exercise in a day. But, again, like, each to their own. Like, there are definitely people out there that are capable of doing that um, and live their life. And, again, I am nowhere near qualified to say who is who is able to do that and who isn't i think like i'd like to do some research on that i'm sure there's research that exists on like ultra endurance events and the difference between them i mean i think fitness can take you to a certain level and then after that it is just survival mode fight or flight like you're pushing yourself because your body thinks you have to to survive and i want to know if that long term actually has an impact on your lifespan and on your health because you can you can take it too far with exercise in a in a massive way, and it can actually do you damage to your organs, to your you know your body. It can take serious impact, and I'd really like to know if there's research on that on people that do like ultra ultra endurance and they do it again and again and again, and if it does actually have an impact. I mean, too much of anything does that, no matter what it is. So I imagine that is the case, but 
I mean, doing one double brutal, I'm sure, isn't going to kill you, but I don't know. It could do some, like, long-term damage. I mean, I don't see why that's too mental to think about. I mean, if you push yourself to that extreme. Well, I mean, like, there is many, many um, medical, like, potentials, I suppose, like, you know, well, medical issues that could, like, happen um, in that, and, like, those could then affect you for the rest of your life. So it's not even, like, it's not even, like, I suppose, like, oh, you do, like, a double Ironman and then, like, for the rest of your life, like, you're, I don't know, like, injured or, I don't know, something's happened. It's, like, I feel like probably, like, it's a risk doing it. Mm. And if you can get through it with, like, minimal consequences, then that's fine. But, like, you know, there are issues with, like, people's hearts, you know, like, like, it's and people just... Also, it's not even just about that, like, of, like, kind of internally, like, something could go wrong, like... It is, like, people do just, like, fall asleep on the bike. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? And, like, they just, like, Crash. slam into the road. Mm. And these are not closed courses either yeah. because they're so long. So, like, you know, you could just fall into a car in the middle oh of the God, night. You just point. don't know. So, that's I mean, it's, point. like, there's many different issues that could happen in it. Do you think that the... And not even necessarily just the endurance, well, well definitely the endurance stuff, and the Ironmans and stuff that you've done, as well as training. Like, what do you think that has taught you about mental resilience? Um, I think, to be honest, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from it all. And it sounds, like, so, like, cliche and all that. But there are times when I'm sitting and I'm, like, writing an Mm -hmm. essay or something. (laughs) And I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I hate this so much. And I just, like, put my laptop to the side, like, shut it down, whatever. And I'm just, I just don't, I'm not doing this. And then I'm, like... Well, I mean, and then I kind of, like, sometimes think back, like, oh, like, the amount of pain I was in in that, like, final stage of the run in the Ironman, I was like, if I can get through that, then, like, I feel like I can probably try and finish my essay yeah, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's just stupid stuff. Like, sometimes it just comes up and I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I've done that, then, you know, I get through this. So I think, to be honest, there is quite a big, the big thing of, like, um like it does actually kind of help and I think that's maybe where resilience comes in where people actually talk about resilience it's like those little moments and they're very irregular and they don't happen very often but like there are some times where you're just like Mm. oh my god like you know I I did that so I I can definitely just sit and write a few more lines of this essay yeah it's it's kind of like the pleasure pain balance in in the science and this is more psychology about when you feel more pain you experience more pleasure and it's just the kind of the scale uh, a balance of kind of scale with pleasure and pain that we all experience so if you have a lot of pleasure all the time you also feel a lot of discomfort a lot of the time and that's so example is like scrolling on tiktok all day not doing anything yeah like you're chilling you know you're watching things that are quite maybe quite fun to watch quite dopamine inducing and then you also feel you know, maybe super depressed or really anxious about it, about life, because you've not been doing anything positive for yourself with scrolling TikTok all day. And then, for example, with things like exercise, exercise is temporarily, oh my gosh, temporarily, there we go, painful. And it hurts and it's difficult. But doing that allows you to feel more pleasure in the long run. So maybe if you are doing things like endurance events or 
like challenging exercise, no matter what that looks like for you, if it's challenging, if it's difficult, maybe doing that helps teach yourself mental resilience, but also allows you to feel pleasure in other aspects of your life as well. And maybe it's more so in endurance events, or maybe it starts to decrease after a while, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think when you talk about resilience, that that's like a really positive side to it. Um, yeah, because you do kind of like, I, I suppose, like build up this kind of weird, like pain tolerance mm. situation in exercise where like, you you know you can start to run further and you can start to swim further and you know what that pain feels like so you mm. can it's kind of just almost getting used to the pain I relate to that like one. yeah it's like you can very much just get used to like pushing yourself very hard but again like I mean even though you've even though like you can do like an event or something like there's times where I've went out like running with friends and stuff um and like they've just like they've just gone so much they're just like faster runners than me and I'm just been in like real pain and I've had to just stop and be like either you guys can walk with me or you can just run ahead <laughs> because like uh, and again like I could say to myself like I, I would think oh that resilience from like the ultramarathon or Ironman or something's built up with me so I can just push for it but like I don't know there's times where it's just like the resilience just like there is no resilience you're just That's done interesting in as well. so it's just like it's a weird thing it's, it's a weird like, it's just more mental than it is physical it is it so is i actually think that's one of the main things you learn from exercise and from doing like you know maybe not like extreme exercise but doing endurance related activities is that it's so mental it's actually not about your physical at all i mean obviously you need to have the physical fitness to be able to do the events but that's the easy part the difficult part is mentally actually being able to push yourself like on my like when you said there about being uncomfortable my uncomfortable for swimming is like super comfortable to me because i know like i've swum for such a long time and the pushing myself in the, in the pool is like really really familiar to me so I don't mind that feeling but then when you put me out and I do running like that uncomfortable feeling is so different to me even though it's the exact same cardiovascular system and it's like so it's so weird that you can see it like that when it's all the same it's all cardio swimming and running is literally this exact same systems it's just you're on the land and you're in water but somehow the mental resilience needed to push yourself in something new is so much more than what you're already used to. And I think that's a massive thing for people maybe starting out in cardio or running or swimming or even going to the gym is that like initial uncomfortable feeling of the unknown will go away and it will start to become like your normal, which makes it a better uncomfortable. Like it doesn't always feel like a new uncomfortable. I think that's an important one because when I come out and run with you and you're like, running off and I'm like this is so depressing like I just feel so unfit and like and all yeah, that yeah. but I'm like so used to the pool that's just me getting my revenge from the pool I know exactly and when you're swimming off <laughs> and you're like 10k's and I can't even so do 100 meters. it's like so depressing because you're like I'm, I'm this like train all this time all the time and like six days a week like working out and then you, you go out with someone who's just used to running or used to their own thing and you just feel rubbish yeah so it's just like not worth it's just not worth thinking about that because if you do the training, you're physically capable. It's just that trying to get used to like a new mental toughness, which is like really difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's an interest. That's one I've kind of realised recently from like running more and stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's fun when you learn new things about training. Yeah. Well, that's also a good thing. That's why I try and do different things like climbing and Mm. surfing and running and swimming. I don't know. Like, or tennis, whatever. Like, it's fun doing different sports because then you kind of learn a little bit about each other and they're all kind of like interchangeable skills that you can start to, or transferable skills that you can like start to move about. So, between disciplines, a multi sport couple. I yes, suppose. absolutely. We go through quite the quite the sports. It's so good though. It's so much better than just. I feel like motivation wise, it's so much better doing like so many different types of exercise in comparison to just like just going out for a run. Yeah, like, I feel like it'd be well, so it gives hard. you an option I know. at least. Can you imagine just being like, right? I've got another run today. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Which is again like another <laughs> yeah like another unforeseen challenge with doing those mm. types of events. Yeah, it's just constantly. again circling back. Well, yeah, the same. Yeah, but let me ask you: Have you got any brain tips from your psychology course? Any brain tips? Well, have you just got any fun facts that you've learned so far? I mean, this psychology masters is so intense, and I'm seeing it from an outsider's perspective. But it seems constant; like you get like multiple tests every week. Like it's insane how like full on this course is, but. I suppose you're still getting some time to process information. Yeah, couple so, minutes here. Couple and minutes there. here and there. Yeah. So, have you got any fun facts for the people about insiders into psychology degrees? Oh God! Think of any. Into psychology degrees? No, just like you know, a fun fact you've learned in psychology in your in your um, master's lectures thus far. Um, How many weeks are you in? Six or seven? Seven? No, eight now. Eight. Eight. Jesus this Christ. Week, this is either w- week eight or nine. Jesus Christ. I must say, I have not been to class this week, so I'm not <laughs> sure which week it is. Whoopsies. <laughs> um, uh, fun fact. A, a fun fact, I would say, is probably um, going back to the sleep, how important sleep is. Mm-hmm. I For like, men, like, um, like cognitive functioning, mm-hmm. I would say... Sleep is definitely up there, oh and God, I, yeah. I I always knew sleep was important, just but realize. I just did I did not realize how important it was and how detrimental oversleeping is. And yeah. um, well, I was about to say undersleeping, but not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. is probably more correct. I don't but, know, it could be. Could be um, so yeah, sleeping, big one. Big one. Um, and. Yeah, I just never realised how hard psychology was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, not as difficult as this. So, well, we'll get some more. We'll get some more brain tips from you when you're finished up. When you're a psychologist, yes, that'd be fun. Yeah, come back to me do then. Psychology and nutrition together, so interrelated and so interesting. Yeah, you'll I see us with a full podcast like studio. And we'll, have, yeah. we'll be doing that together. That'd be combining fun. Combining nutrition and psychology. That would be really fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're hit the time limit for this recording studio. Let's hope someone doesn't come barging through the door. But that was fun. It's so much fun having someone in here with me. Someone as amazing as Jacob. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do follow along. Give Jacob a follow on Instagram as well. He posts some really cool pictures. He's also a photographer, so get him followed. 
a photographer cool without pictures. a camera at the moment. Okay, it just broke, literally. We did, <laughs> <laughs> we did Monroe's at the weekend and basically you have like a little strap thing and the camera was just exposed to the cold wind the whole day and it just basically didn't turn on. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, but he's got another one. He's coming, don't worry. We've just decided <laughs> that Jacob's uh, camera is like another, is a necessity limb to Jacob because it so is he's so good at it and it's like so important so oh, thank you so yeah don't worry it's coming the, the photos are coming and we've also got a really fun weekend coming up which I'll tell you all about next week so we've got loads of things happening and my birthday's next week no week after no it's not it's next week yep next week I'm going to be 23 years old Jesus mm, Christ an old person but uh, yeah I really hope you enjoyed this episode uh, please do follow along and share it with the people who you think might enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening again, and I'll speak to you all next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.